Hello, everyone. This is Antonio, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, now, the first, uh, first, as we get started here, just figure I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I am a termite inspector here in Southern California, and because termite and pest control companies are in the essential business category, um, I have been working. Um, as required, I do keep a physical distance of six feet or more when I interact with anyone, whether that's customers or my coworkers there in the office. Um, and I also do wear a cloth face mask, which uh, my employer uh, did provide. And I believe about a month ago or so, it was recommended. I know the CDC eventually recommended wearing a cloth face mask, anything. Um, and I think a week or two ago, it was made a requirement. So in, in LA County, at least. Um, and I also do have a respirator uh, and chemical resistant gloves as part of my job. Um, so that's just an extra layer of protection for me. But uh, that's a little bit about me. Uh, and next, I'd like to present my co-host, uh, Sonia, who will tell us a little bit about herself. Uh, Sonia, take it away. All right. Thank you. Uh, hello, everyone. I am Sonia. I am a massage therapist, and I dabble a little bit with herbal medicine. Uh, I live locally here in the um, LA area, and my job keeps me between Santa Monica and West Hollywood area, so I'm a little bit all over the place usually. Um, I am definitely not able to work at the moment since I am required to touch people for my profession. Wonderful downtime. I have started to focus on a lot of creative project goals that I have had, um, which brings me to co-hosting a podcast with a stranger. Gosh, she's right. We're, we're total strangers. <laughs> um, and we, we, we decided to do, to do this. And um of course, uh, uh, anyone listening to this podcast isn't uh, aware, but it seems like the hardest part was getting logged on. <laughs> right. Yeah, that did take a little bit of time. Um, that's okay. Yes. We got it. We got it working. <laughs> We're recording. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> now, this is um, your first podcast ever? Yes. No okay. experience, no training. Just going for it. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think you mentioned that maybe you've done some YouTube videos or you're thinking of doing YouTube videos. So I have for a while thought about creating some type of YouTube channel. And yeah. I've been thinking about, you know, just the content and what to do. And um, I actually, my best friend, she's studying in Santa Monica College right now for broadcasting, and her and I have always talked uh -huh. about starting a podcast. Right. However, she's an Aquarian, and so she goes off into the world and then <laughs> <laughs> does all this other stuff, which is right. great and beautiful, and she's learning a lot. However, um, I still, you know, like since I haven't, had any training or anything but I'm still I've been interested so that's where I started looking on Craigslist you know since I have a lot of downtime and then I saw your your uh post and I was like this is a wonderful opportunity to 
get some experience and just play around and see what happens. Yeah, I think uh, the universe was sending us both a message. Yes, yes, because that's actually like one of my little um, meditative mantras was or like when I was asking the universe out there, the universal forces, I was, you know, asking for a partner just because, um, you know, I guess by myself, I'm a little shy and I just thought, for me to ramble on by myself about what, whatever, <laughs> I don't know. But if you have like someone to kind of feed off of and have a conversation, it kind of makes it more lively and fun because at least from what I've listened mm-hmm. to from podcasts, it makes it more fun to have and just like different energy. No, I agree with that. Cause I, I did do a, I, I uploaded a, a podcast first. It was like 35, 40 minutes. And, and I definitely listened to it and I was like, oh, my God, I'm just rambling because <laughs> it, it is challenging. It's it's just you and you don't have someone else to just have a conversation with. And so that's why I posted that Craigslist ad, which I, I was asking. I think it was podcaster and crime. Yes, one yes. Um, it was. Great. And I. well and i knew it would be iffy because of course it's you know there's no money involved we're not getting paid to do this there's no sponsor and you know there's no budget so we're doing this you know on the (laughs) on the cheap you know as best we can yes um so uh i'm glad uh, it worked out that we're collaborating and that uh, we're kicking off our inaugural podcast yes me too very excited that's i think like you said it it was meant to be so <laughs> <laughs> yeah just crazy timing yes um so let's segue here let me ask you um where were you because of course this isn't just southern california and la it's the world that's being affected by this pandemic here of covid19 um but where were you when you heard that la county would lock down all non-essential businesses and like what went through your head when you first heard that? Well, um, I think it was that I, I literally the weekend before the announcement went out, I was in new Orleans. My, it was my friend's birthday. And so we Mm. were having a good old time listening to some jazz and eating crawfish, <laughs> you know, in New Orleans thinking, yeah. this is crazy, you know, um, hearing what is going on in China and everything. And, and then Italy, right. and I'm just like, wow, that's really crazy. And even a little bit of a, uh, to go backwards, even a little bit, even more in time, right before we left, um, I was talking to a coworker and she's like, I'm just working, you know, like my, she's just really working to save up because I don't know what's going to happen. And I was like, yeah, whatever. We're fine. That stuff never comes here. <laughs> whatever. I, I, thought the, I thought the same thing. Yeah, exactly right. How many yeah. times have they said, you know, China's come down with some bird flu or something like that. Right, and I'm like, what right. are they? I don't think so. <laughs> and then I, so then when that actually happened, I was like, oh, <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> never would have thought. But yeah, it, it, yeah, you're right. Blissful ignorance for me. Yep. Yeah, right. Because, you know, we're America. That stuff doesn't happen here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, uh, and I was actually with the same friend that I had gone to New Orleans with, and she has a puppy 
And there's the the Palisades Park that's right there in Santa Monica that overlooks right. the ocean and it's beautiful. And um, you know, we do a lot of sunset walks there. And so I think that's when we actually uh, she read the announcement that it was actually starting to shut down everything and we're like this is really crazy you know and then um you know just uh so i'm on call at a couple luxury hotels in beverly hills and so i wasn't really getting called in and they're like Mm. it's really slow and people were starting to kind of freak out uh, as far as some of the massage therapists and like i don't want to work I'm like, I'll work, you know, I'll make some money. <laughs> they don't want to work. I'll work, you know, whatever. Right, right. Extra clean, wash your hands. And right. they're like, well, nobody's coming in. And then it, and so then I started mm. to panic. So I did have right. some panic because I was like, okay, so how am I going to pay rent? Like, you know, right. I would say the first couple days is when I started really, you know, not knowing what was going to happen because at that point, you know, no one's calling, no one wants massages. And, um, we were starting to get emails, you know, so I work at some hotels, spas here in Beverly Hills. And we were starting to get Mm -hmm. emails like, uh, you know, um, it, at first it was like, we don't know what's happening, but we're just taking precautions. And then it got to the point where, people were closing down Mm. and then I even, and then I also work for a mobile service and I emailed her and I said, what are you? She's like, no one's calling. She's like, it feels like the end of the world. And I was like, please say that. Mm. Cause that's, you know, like, that's just so morbid, (laughs) but it did have that feeling. It did have the, because we don't know. Right. We've never experienced anything like this ever. Right global it's global it's not just like a county a town right state even it's global um right yeah so that eventually luckily i have some real my best friend is an amazing person and just very positive and um she's she really kind of helped keep my spirits high and um, also just knowing too, like, so I just had come back from New Orleans and I was on a, a guided tour, kind of like they bust us around town and, um, took us through like the fun spots and the history, so much right. culture and history. And then we got to the part where the levee broke when Katrina went down. And mm. I mean, the detail uh, and like the the bus driver, he was actually a first responder in the mm. chaos, and so he gave. I mean, he gave statistic stat history, but he also gave his own personal experience. So right. it was just really interesting that such devastation and destruction that they had to go through. But as we're like driving along, and he's telling us all this, like insanity of what happened there's all these beautiful homes there was children playing in the front lawns there's green grass there's gardens and so as this 
pandemic is happening, that kind of made me think, well, you know what, we'll get through this too. I mean, it's totally a different type of destruction and devastation. Life always finds a way. And um, that then had brought me to, uh, uh, so I, my teacher, I took a, an herbal class about um, plant medicine. And mm. she, we came to have a week, it's like once a weekend, and we would have a set of herbs that we would kind of work with all weekend. And she came across this plant called comfrey and this plant she had said you know like you could have the most destructive fire that burns everything completely to the ground but this plant will always be the first plant to pop up comfrey and um she says you can break roots off you know like just take a little bit of root and just plant it wherever and it will just grow and if you think you've weeded it out think again because life will keep going life will always find a way somehow some way um right and so that's really kind of what kept me on the more positive side of things and um you know like i i try to consider myself more of a healthy person and you know I try to eat healthy and I take a lot of herbs and stuff like that so Mm. I think that's really kind of helped me maintain a healthy mindset amongst all of it I mean I do have my you know it's where I'm like wow this you feel it you can that was kind of like my experience of when this all first started happening but what about you, Antonio? Where where was your head, and what were you doing? And... <laughs> ah, well, a, a lot like you, you know. I I do follow. I have trusted news sources that I that I go to for my news on a mm-hmm. daily basis. Um, I really don't get it from TV as much. Um, I get it from like the LA Times and um, the Associated Press news I follow on Twitter. So like you, I'd been hearing over the past months how there was something going on in China and these cases. Um, and, and just like you, I was like, OK, well, this happens every so often, either there or another country. Um, but what really caught my attention was when I think it was it's called the Wuhan province province. They announced like the whole however millions of people was shut down that no one could enter or leave. They were quarantining that area. And that kind of reminded me of one of those Hollywood movies where a whole town is quarantined because there's zombies or something there and the government just locks everything down. Um, But like, yeah, I was still like, oh, well, nothing's going to happen here. Um, And so in the following weeks, you know, the first case in New York and then it gets to, I think, Oregon or Washington, which is now on the West Coast. And I was like, oh, wow. Well, now it's on the West Coast. Okay, you know, moving on. but it started spreading New York and more cases in Oregon. And, you know, part of that time, well, I had been on uh, workers comp leave for over a year because I injured my knee, uh, a torn meniscus doing a, a termite inspection. So it was that it was a Thursday where I was getting released. I actually went to the specialist. It was going to be my last visit. 
I anticipate it and, you know, release me back to work full time. And as I'm driving home, I'm listening to uh, NPR on the radio and they were, they broke the news. This just in, uh, I can't remember if it was the mayor or the governor. I think it was the mayor of LA who announced that effective the next day, Friday, only essential businesses would be allowed to open. Everyone else was required to stay home. And <laughs> my first thought was, I did have a little bit of panic. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now? As it was, you know, when you get workers comp, I found out you get a third of what your average take home was for the previous two years. So I was already kind of hurting in my, what I was taking home. And now I was possibly going to be unemployed because I, I didn't think termite and pest control would be an essential business. So I spoke to the, uh, my manager and I said, so I just heard the news and I guess they had heard it too. And they said, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll be in touch. And um, they called me back the next day, but they weren't panicked for some reason. They didn't seem panicked about this. And sure enough, I started work on Monday it was my first day back. And that was the first official well, Friday was the first official day of the lockdown, but Monday it was, you know, business as usual for us. And um, so I'm still a little concerned of if I was safe or not, or if I was okay. Um, but it wasn't until it, I mean, it took several weeks and until I actually saw a formal list from LA County that actually listed all of the businesses that were essential that I kind of sighed a breath of relief, like, ah, okay, I, I can still work. Um, but now, you know, it's been, gosh, that was March 17th, I believe. So it's going on two months and, but we're seeing the effects of it. Just like you, you know, people weren't calling for massages. Um, here as a termite inspector, people really aren't calling for pre preventative inspections. Um, late winter, was uh, a type of termite, subterranean termites, where they do fly out. But um, unless they were flying into people's homes, we didn't get calls. So, you know, there is concern from the company. We're seeing how it's going to play out for them. Um, they haven't held, they've held off on laying off people, um, but they've also held off on hiring. There are some positions that are left unfilled throughout the company here in, in California um, everyone else is just picking up the slack um, um, cheerfully. You know, everyone's still yeah, glad to be yeah. working. Um, but that's what went through my mind initially was, oh my gosh, I'm, I went from at least getting something of a paycheck to unemployed to, you know, it's just been day by day. And, and like, yeah, I try to stay positive. Um, I do listen to the news, you know, not to, to be panicked, but to stay informed. Um, keep up with the updates like I believe it was for us in Southern California in LA I think it's Friday when they started to open up a little yes. bit more things uh -huh. yeah um, but it's been weird because as far as my shopping life um, you know it anything I need I've still been able to get um, you know coming back from not having worked for a year I needed to buy some work boots and actually, I went to Kohl's and bought some, and it was that Thursday. And I read on Twitter that Kohl's had announced they were going to close all that stores. And that Thursday was going to be the last day. So 
after the specialist appointment, I rushed over to Coles. I'm like, okay, I got to get this before time. You know, because I didn't. <laughs> yes, yes, and you know, you <laughs> you didn't know what was, you know, the way it was being spoken. You know, you figured all retail was going to be right. shut down. And so I rushed over there, and you know, Coles was empty. So, and I got the last pair of working boots that were there in my size that weren't, you know, fancy, just work boots. Um, and the lady that helped me, she had a mask on. And, you know, this was before it was recommended. In fact, I think at the time, the Center for Disease Control was stating, you know, number one, don't get the, the medical masks because first responders, you know, doctors and nurses, right. they need those. And that even if you wore a cloth face mask, that that wouldn't help. Right. You. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so this lady had one and I was like, OK, cool. She has one. But um, but now the shopping experience, you know, Best Buy, I don't well, they closed the store for you to walk in, but they've been doing curbside service because um, I bought an adapter for for this podcast and I was able to pick it up. Um, grocery shopping, you know, has been still available though it's been modified yes um although you know when this first happened i was like oh no problem i'll just order online ralph's get it delivered or pick up but oh my god what a you know you couldn't do that and that's also when i started to get a little panic because you know i went to order online i've done it before for pickup no dates available um went to order for delivery and it sucks because they let you you know order everything first and then you get to the end to check out and there's no dates available for delivery I'm like oh my gosh I'm like why didn't they tell exactly. you exactly <laughs> we're like like why do you do this and um and you know I, I don't know if they were overwhelmed which is I'm guessing probably happened just so many people wanted right. to switch to that and so you know I just reverted to showing up like at 7 30 because i knew 7 30 to 8 here locally was supposed to be for people 65 or older in the a.m right a.m and then yeah yes yes in the morning yes exactly and then 8 a.m and on was for everyone else could start going in and it was supposed to make it a little bit safer for our seniors and you know i i would show up at 7 30 just to start getting in line because i had driven by markets and i i saw these long lines and and, you know, I'm not a shopper. I hate shopping because of lines, so I avoid places. And, you know, here I am Sunday morning, 7.30, lined up to go into the grocery store. And so, you know, that, that's been my experience. Uh, that was the beginning. And like you, it's, you know, I'm trying to keep positive. Um, you know, and it is a little challenging because you do hear, you know, the unemployment numbers going on. Um and but, you know, just trying to be positive, trying to be positive. And um, our mayor in L.A., you know, who op- is starting to open up things slowly, you know, he's been giving good advice in his daily briefings. He starts off by saying, OK, as we open up, buy locally. You know, a lot of corporations have been open and helping us out. But if you can't shop locally, buy locally, mom and pops, let's try and mm-hmm. help out the Angelinos to get back on their feet as well. So um, so that's where. I've been and um, like you just trying to keep a positive. Yes. I think that's all you can do. And just from my knowledge from being, I I like to consider myself a healer and I do a great deal of 
you know, research, I mean, I'm a massage therapist and then, you know, taking the herbal class and stuff, I do try to, um, see what I can do. It's for my own health. It's for me, but also to share with others. And when you are not keeping yourself positive, you are low, you're, you're lowering your immune system. I know it's hard to do sometimes. But I mean, there's mm-hmm. just, your environment can affect you, right? It just, it happens and people, yeah. and that's, you know, like I remember like, just like when my uh, supervisor said, she's like, it feels like the end of the world. And you could feel that like people were so scared and tannicky and you could feel it walking next yeah. to people even though they weren't walking so close like everyone's looking sketchy at everybody and kind of freaking out like, who has it <laughs> oh. <laughs> kind of like wow well i want to make sure i have a strong solid immune system so i'm doing my yeah. best to make sure i am in a more positive mode and I mean, that's why I like, still have gone out and, you know, try to get walks in, but I do it. See, I'm, I wake up like at six o'clock in the morning, thanks to my fuzzy furry alarm clock and get a walk mm-hmm. and get some sunshine, you know, yeah. vitamin D, whatever we can do to kind of yeah. keep that. And, you know, um, that's why I'm so surprised, you know, with the healthcare system, you know, they're really overworking these people. And they're not getting their sleep, yeah. they're stressed. And so that's lowering their immune system. So I kind of, I, my heart goes out to those people that are working so hard and overtime and beyond. And that that's really putting themselves to me at risk because of their own immune system to combat what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, And you mentioning that reminds me of, you know, thankfully, I have heard some positive things in the news. Like, I think it was in New York. I can't remember if it was. It was like a five-star luxury hotel. I want to say the Four Seasons or another big hotel there decided to start allowing um, nurses and doctors to stay at their hotel to kind of recharge and get a break before going back Um, here in the L.A. area. um, I know there was someone that took it upon themselves to start i don't know if it's a gofundme but they raised money to buy uh food to start feeding i think it was mount sinai hospital to start feeding the the doctors and nurses and the staff that work there doing you know cleanup sanitation you know getting them these great meals um i don't know how long they they were able to do that for Mm -hmm. but i thought wow that's awesome um some celebrities you know have been stepping up um Friday, uh, when I was getting home, I was listening to the mayor's uh, briefing and he mentioned the Jonas Brothers uh, and their families donated $500,000 of their money uh, towards this mayor's food program to help people that maybe aren't working and are having a tough time finding food. So that really helps to to be positive that people who can are stepping up. Um, I think earlier in the week, I heard Rihanna and someone else donated some I, I want to say eight hundred thousand dollars, a large sum of money, to help um, um, house um, people of uh, suffering from right. uh, domestic I think violence. Right, I a lot that can are 
are giving. And it, that's what's kind of nice that um, uh, amongst all this craze that people are, I think, becoming more in touch with being a human again. And um, I will yeah. say that uh, the there's so I work for two different hotels. One of them sent out an email. This was in March that they they were still open. Um, they weren't the restaurant wasn't open, and of course, like the spa wasn't open. But they were providing meals. There was one day that they were providing meals for all the first responders, and so what they would do is they would drive up through valet. Wow. Um, and they could pick up a meal, like they would bring out a meal. And of course they're wearing gloves and masks and everything if they wanted to provide a meal. Yeah. And then they, like a few weeks later, they did it for the employees. And um, I know that both the hotels that I work for, there was a day that each one of the hotels had provided a meal for the employees. And it wasn't just like one meal. It was actually a lot of food. Like I actually still have some rice and wow. that they gave, you know, <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is so nice. And to, to have that support because, you know, people are really like, who knows, like this has really affected people financially. And then just the spirit of yes. human being, you know? And so I've thought it was really nice that people are, really stepping up and um, just being mindful and caring for the people that are around them. They're freaked out, but actually I have another coworker who has retired and he lives like two blocks down the street from me. And um, we've actually, there was a few times where um, I like made dinner and shared it with him you know, cause he's by himself, he's 68 years old and, mm. you know, like I just being alone, you know, this whole time, whereas I probably wouldn't have done that before, you know, um, so I'm a better cat <laughs> mom that I have cats. Like what? We can have dinner whenever we ask for it now instead of waiting. <laughs> right. So I was in Venice on Friday just I needed it like I'm starting to get a little stir crazy and so instead of I know we're not like we weren't allowed out well Friday was the first day things were kind of opening up I was like all right I need I just I need some ocean air I decided I don't know I just I had to get out and drive I actually drove up to Oxnard and um it was really beautiful. And then I think up towards Ventura County they were starting to open up a little bit because there were quite a few bit of people out uh -huh. and they weren't necessarily yeah like in the sand or anything but they were parked and they were like hanging out yeah. on their car and i was like that's a nice <laughs> idea you weren't seeing it towards like malibu but more towards um ventura county they were out and right. so okay. that was nice but then on friday that's it was a madhouse i was stuck in traffic <laughs> now i feel like i'm back in la People were all over right. and nothing was open though, but people were out. <laughs> people were actually it. physically out and about walking around though, like a lot of people. And that's what mm, kind of threw okay. me off. I'm like, wow, okay. I was dodging people and cars once again. So I'm like, all right. I know right. I feel like life is <laughs> happening again.
good. Let's uh, take a break. Okay, so we're going to take a break. Great. And then we'll be right back. All right. <laughs> okay, sounds good. See you soon. And hello, everyone. And we are back. Um, we took a, just a short little break, and now we're ready to get started here. Uh, in this segment, we're going to try something uh, we've named I Never Would Have Guessed. Um, because, again, discussing how, you know, we both uh, observed the pandemic and its beginnings worldwide to where we are now, uh, we have talked a little bit about how just things that have happened that we're seeing now and that we have seen in the past just have kind of blown our minds or surprised us so um, I figure we'd go ahead and share that with each other of what, you know, I, we never would have guessed or, you know, some, another way to put it, maybe who'd have thunk. So um, I'll go ahead and start what I have here, uh, Sonia. Um, now, one of the things, of course, people are getting creative with their business. Uh, if they have one or, you know, if they're out of work and people have turned to Uber and Lyft, although that was kind of iffy in the beginning. Um but, you know, going to work, like just the block that our pest control office is on, there's a corner. It's got four gas stations. And I don't think I've seen that very often in L.A., but there's one on each corner. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's crazy with traffic because of that. And these are like cheap gas. So you've got United Oil, uh, Shell, which is the exception. But um, like over a month ago. About a month ago, I saw people like on each corner with a cardboard sign selling masks for five dollars. <laughs> so I was like, wow, OK. And, you know, you know, they were kind of doing light business, but I'm like, hey, good for them. They're trying to do what they can to stay afloat. You know, a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really caught my attention, and I don't know if you've read this, this happened in Oregon. Again, one of the first places to start closing businesses down before us in LA, but um, a stripper club, and I read this in Rolling Stone magazine back in the end of March, a strip club called Lucky Devil Lounge, which of course, you know, there's, there can be contact um, with a stripper if you go there, um, but they had to shut down. So I guess the mm-hmm. owner, yeah, the owner and the, the dancers decided to you know, try and do something to stay afloat, especially from what I understand, a lot of these dancers are independent contractors. Wow. So, but, so they came up with a delivery service. So this restaurant would sell, you know, they sell food, I guess, or snacks. Um, And what they would do is you call them, you order some food and two dancers would come to your home to deliver it. Oh, wow. Yes. Now, have you ever ordered from any of these food delivery services like Grubhub or DoorDash or anything? Yes, I have. Okay. I have. And, you know, there's usually like some sort of a delivery fee sometimes. Yes. Right. And I've seen that. It ranges anywhere from like zero because they're new or they want to promote the restaurant mm-hmm. to like three, four bucks, depending on the distance. Um, well, the strip club um, is delivering the food so you have to pay for the food plus the delivery fee of thirty dollars oh that's not bad though <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> stripper. right right 
exactly. like that makes sense. I was thinking like it's gonna be crazy, like a hundred bucks. Right. Well, apparently. But, right. Well, I'm glad you're you're <laughs> uh, you're looking at the positive side of that. And <laughs> from what I was reading in the article, it's half of it goes to the dancers and half goes to the the restaurant or the strip club. And they call this a boober eats. That is hilarious. <laughs> and, and this was in the Rolling Stones. And, and this I read wow. about it about a month ago. So for our podcast, I decided to follow up and actually look to see if anyone in L.A. was copying that, you know, just for research purposes, strictly. Mm-hmm. And um, they've expanded. They've decided to do something else. Oh, boy. Now, I mean, gosh, the entrepreneurship here is amazing. Um, what Lucky Devil Lounge is now doing here in Oregon is now you can get, you can come and pick up your food. Of course, you still can't go in the restaurant or dine in, but you can, they've set up these big tents, these big tarps that you can drive through, pick up your food and get a dance, a show from a dancer while you're in your vehicle. That's kind of cool though. I will say (laughs) that's kind of cool. Yeah, because I was reading in the article and they have a photo of two dancers, I guess, going on, you know, to deliver it that originally they would, you know, they wore sweaters and then they would take the sweaters off and uh, their words, you know, jiggle for, you know, the client. (laughs) Um, But that the owners and dancers thought better of it and said, you know, we probably shouldn't be sending two dancers to strangers homes. So, so they modified it where they wore pasties and security guy accompanies them. But with this, now you stay in your car and um, it's $10 again, plus the cost of the food, plus $10 for each additional person in the car. Wow. And they call this service food to go, go. Oh, I love the names. I love the names. <laughs> I did That's too. Fun. That's <laughs> yeah, fun. I'm just impressed with the entrepreneurship in this time. Um, because again, so, you know, there are some people that are, are out of work and we're all hoping it's temporary, you know, that once this starts to open back up, you can go back to your existing company. Um, but these, you know, their ingenuity, I thought, wow, that's, that's really clever. That the last one really made me laugh when I saw what they were doing and, and the name food to go, go. Yes. I like that too. <laughs> I thought I think that was clever. Thanks for creative. Yeah. So that is definitely something I, I never would have guessed, but I love it. But you have to think like they've been fighting, you know, the system for how long that industry, right? And so they've had to be clever on all levels and they are still afloat. Yeah. I would say, so I have a friend who happens, I don't know. (laughs) He's, uh, he is out of work for the time being and he is actually, um, he had a, he started managing a porn star uh-huh. and he said they had to get really creative because, you know, right now that industry is shut down. Right. So they had to get creative on how to make money. And I was like, wow. And he just, you know, they're actually using like zoom and stuff like that to make <laughs> the video. And I was like, well, you know what? Good for them. <laughs> they're being creative. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're abiding the law. 
<laughs> I just thought it was so bizarre to like <laughs> hear that story. I was like, wow, okay. That, that is, you know, good for them. I never would have guessed. Um, I think for the most part in LA, we've been spared price gouging. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, you hear about it happening you know, more on the East Coast, especially after a major natural disaster like, you know, hurricane or tornadoes. Um, like, you know, you spoke about Katrina earlier, and I think I also remember that maybe they were doing news stories or shortly after that, that, that people, that men were selling or were offering gas, I think, on Craigslist in, in exchange for sex. Oh, my um, God. Of course. Right. So, you know... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Such so we had... and rock and roll, man. Standardizer <laughs> I... these days, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and that stood out because, again, we really haven't had. I think for the most part, our natural disasters tend to be earthquakes, or the exception. I think last year we had that major fire right. that destroyed an entire community. Yes. Um, mm-hmm which was terrible, but you still don't tend to hear about price gouging, but you know, it finally has started to hit us. But what surprised me, like you said, is where the price gouging was because it wasn't in gas, you know, you you got nowhere to go. Um, In fact, that that United oil regular gas was selling for two seventeen. Right. It's been cheaper. Yes. But what surprised me was um, number one, you know, something I never would have guessed was, that people would, you know, would hoard toilet paper and paper towels to the point that we'd run out, you know, going, I remember going to Target, all the shelves empty, going to CVS, all the shelves empty, and really starting to get worried, like, okay, I'm I'm almost out of toilet paper, what am I going to do? And finally found some, but, you know, I'm cleaning more, so okay, I need paper towels. And I went online and on eBay, I found a six-pack of Bounty paper towels, which I think now normally go like 10 bucks, yeah, maybe a little bit less if you get them on sale. Right. But this this person on eBay was selling this six-pack of Bounty paper towels for $75. And I bet there was people that would pay for it, too. Oh, right. Yes, because I think... I mean, I hadn't paid attention to this before because I do buy stuff on eBay, but there was like to the right under the seller's info. I think it said something like six sold already. Oh, wow. And and I was like, what? (laughs) But that was that blew my mind, something I just never would have guessed. And I think part of it is, again, we really don't deal with price gouging here in L.A., but I was like, are you for real? Seventy five bucks for a six pack of paper towels. That just. That just wow. seemed insane, and and like you said, there are some people that maybe that can't afford it, and we're just that desperate because at that point, you know, you hear that these shortages are everywhere in LA County, right? Well, not just LA; it started to be like everywhere, right? Where was right. it? That's um, I actually to play off of that. I have two things. Um, there was like that young kid that bought, was it, well, this was more like hand sanitizer. I think he had bought up like all the hand sanitizer and was trying to sell it. 
Right. And I remember he that. Going yeah. to like jail and he had to like <laughs> uh give back like all this stuff. And I'm like, that's what you get for being such a jerk. Like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> that's just really uh, and then I saw another article. So this was kind of funny. So um, I think this was North Carolina. Police pulled over a truck and they seized 18,000 pounds of toilet paper. And I'm like, there goes the cocaine industry. It's toilet paper now. <laughs> toilet paper is gangster now. <laughs> <laughs> That I did not read about. Yeah. <laughs> if you Google it, it'll pop up. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Though, like Sundays, I've been going to, to shop on Sundays. And I can tell you, at least at my local Ralph's, I mean, they're for the most part stocked up. There was paper towels, toilet paper. So, I mean, if there's any people that still hoarded that stuff um, and are trying to resell it, I think they're out of luck now. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of back to getting to normal i mean i do see at least the the ralphs by my place so for me i had i buy in bulk normally when it comes to toilet paper and paper towels and i do i've started doing more of like the recycled uh just to kind of be more sustainable and right conscious earth conscious of what i'm doing but I buy in bulk. So when this all went down, I was, you know, okay. I was fine. But um, there was a moment where I was like, all right, time to figure out where I am going to get some because <laughs> there's just none. Um, wow. My friend and I, we went hiking in the Palisades and we decided, I'm like, if you go to the rich areas, I'm sure they have it, you know, they're, you'll have it. And I, I think we went on a day where it was at a Ralph's and there was no line mm-hmm. and it must've been like delivery day or something because we were fine. And I walked out with a pack of toilet paper and paper towels and my friend <laughs> looked at me like, Oh my God, I'm like, you better go in. And so she went and got hers and then we right. kind of like sorted out like, cause she had, her family and stuff and she was concerned for her mom so i'm like, well right. i don't need the toilet paper i'm good so she gave me her paper towels and i gave her my <laughs> <laughs> i was i've been okay and i guess i'll kind of go uh, i never would have guessed so i refuse to stand in line i just won't do it yeah. so i've started shopping at a lebanese market oh. i've never stood in line there I never had a thing in line and they had toilet paper the entire time. So, and then it's supporting the local community and keeping them open too, which is great. Really something I never would have guessed. And I guess because, you know, just my mind doesn't go in that direction. Um, but reading in the news that here in LA, another place that had long lines were local LA gun stores. <laughs> that really about blew that. my mind. Um, we kind of talk, talked about this a little bit, the first phone call we had before this podcast yeah. started. And so I had um, a conversation with a, a lady and she said that her accountant or something, they had a missed, he had to miss their appointment because he was standing in line at the gun store 
he was afraid for his family. And I think it's, you know, people were scared. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. If there's going to be riots, people are going to get, you know, kind of freaked out and start breaking into homes. You just don't know. Like, it's causing a frenzy. And so I think people wanted to make sure that they were able to protect their home. But to me, I was like an accountant that last minute needs to go get a gun with. And I'm like, he's the type of person that's probably going to shoot himself in the foot. You know, I'm like, that's what he's me for. I'm like, you're having all these people that are freaked out, not mentally stable, obviously. And right. they're running right. out for guns. And you're like, do you really think you should be shooting a gun right now? <laughs> I'm, uh, that's what scares me. I was wrong on a lot of things, you know, that I was wrong that people would hoard, that there would be a rush on, you know, not only toilet and paper towels, but also foods, right. you know, because um, going through the supermarket, my first visit, you know, after standing in line was, you know, pastas were almost gone, um, rice, um I mean, just a lot of stuff was empty in the meat section. Yeah, so I was starting to get a little bit worried. And, you know, admittedly, out of all the things that I was wrong about, I did say, you know, I was thinking to myself, well, there's no way the grocery stores will close because if that were to happen, I did think that then it would be bedlam. I mean, then you'd have riots and, you know, craziness because where are you going to get food from? Right. People are hungry. People get crazy when they're hungry. Yes. Hangry. Yeah. Hangry. <laughs> <laughs> right. You better so, give me my cereal, man. My Captain Crunch. <laughs> now. <laughs> that was kind of ne- one of my never would have guessed, too, is like seeing. Like, I just remember walking into Sprouts and I was like, oh, my God. But I'm the type of per- I'm I try my best to be gluten free. And yeah. I'm a vegetable person. I do eat meat, but I'm a vegetable person. And I'm like, you all this beautiful produce. Yeah. Which is more valuable, I would think, for your immune system. So going back to health and like, if you really want to protect yourself, eat yeah. your fruits and vegetables that are going to give you your vitamins and minerals that you need, that your body needs to build its immune system. And yet they're buying like canned goods and pastas. The chips were gone. I'm like, snacks, my snacks. (laughs) Really? And it was funny. People looking at me in the store, they have all their items. I have like maybe three things of spinach. I mean, that's kind of what I hoarded was like some spinach because I go on a, you know, spinach kick there for a minute. So I was like, wow, my stuff's all full of vegetables. Were they okay in the produce department as far as having everything? They everything stocked. That's what okay. kind of made me wonder, like, that really is that American <laughs> society mindset. It's like <laughs> right. doomsday prepper, you know, like, you're, you know, it just it did make me think like that. Cause, and I never thought that that would have happened. Like, I've never seen anything like this. You, you hear about it know from history but to act because there's so many people and just i think california thinks or at least los angeles thinks it's a little bit more like if it's own little world oh we definitely are that's for sure we have everything all the time yep and to see that here was kind of like a a mind opener to me 
for sure. Well, yeah. And I think I did start to really get worried too, not only seeing actually for myself how the shortage of things were happening, but hearing stories from people. Um, my sister mentioned, because she, she has three kids, so she stopped going out at all. Mm-hmm. So her husband does the shopping and they heard from their neighbor across the street who had gone to get water, like a big case of water that on his way out, I don't remember if it was Costco or Target, that someone actually mugged him for the water. <gasps> and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And that kind, and I was like, wow, you know, never would have guessed people being mugged for water. But I guess that's what people were desperate for. Because remember, also, that just reminded me, water, cases of water was yeah. something that people were running out of at Costco. Initially, it was like water, toilet paper, and paper towels. Forget drugs um, and boobs. <laughs> it's water and toilet paper. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And then hearing from other people that, oh, you know, I went to the Ralphs and they're, they're out of tomatoes and they're out of this. I was like, whoa, what? Wow. And, you know, I just started coming back to work. And so, unfortunately, being out of work for a year and being stationary, you know, I did gain some weight. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I got to, you know, I, I like salads. Let me make some salads. And so kind of being concerned now, you know, gosh, will I be able to find lettuce, tomatoes? And and mm-hmm. I think that first week, week and a half was a little sketchy because you're mm-hmm. not seeing even produce in some places, but, you know, the CEOs of these, you know, supermarkets saying, Hey, don't worry. We're going to, we're constantly restocking. And, you know, I think it took about two weeks, but after the first two weeks, I was okay. Cause I actually seen it for myself that these supermarkets were able to restock. I was like, okay, it's going to, it's getting better. It's going to be all right. Yes, exactly. And then I did start seeing that they were putting limits. Um, yes. I think on eggs and meat right now, there's only a limit one. Like you can buy. Um, so sometimes I cook for my cats. So I, oh. I know I'm such a, but uh, so even for a single person, I do kind of buy more meat than probably, uh, well, not a lot, but I do buy a good amount of meat, but it's because yeah. I hear I have four cats, a lot of cats, <laughs> a lot of meat, they eat meat. Yes. Um, but I, that's, I, I, it's not just one pack, but it will say, I think it's one package of the same thing. Like you can buy like some chicken and some beef and some fish, like one pack of each and you're okay. Um, or maybe when I've gone, I don't know, like, I feel like I picked up a couple different packages of things and I've been okay, but there are signs saying, please limit one per household. And then now it's come down to where, you know, they're also doing the same with the toilet paper and yeah. paper towels and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like, like what you said though, the first two weeks I think was, it was really that yeah, crazy. Like I felt like I was walking with zombies almost, you know, like <laughs> because of just how like people were scared they were, mm-hmm. you know, and then with the hoarding and everything, I mean, that's actually I did the when it first happened. I stood in line, not outside, but like in the, a grocery line. You know, mm. like, oh wow, this is really strange. Like this just is crazy. 
And I kind yeah. of, that's when I felt bad for like the workers. And I'm like, wow, they're right. not prepared for this, you know? You know that's why I'm kind of glad it did level out a little bit. And I think people are starting to see more hope and stuff now. Yeah, totally. And, you know, something that you just kind of made me think of is something that not only I never could have guessed, I mean, just there's no way is because seeing how this, you know, this uh, virus, I think in the United States, we're still learning about it on our own, what Mm -hmm. it can do. But, you know, going into that gas station because um, I needed a receipt, the company truck. And it stood out because, you know, here at a lot of gas stations, they have a food mart. You can go in and get water, snacks, things like that. Most of them, I think almost all of them have that now. But, you know, normally you walk in and it's just an open counter. Someone's back there with a register. But what stood out right away was that there had been erected a plastic, (laughs) like, window, like, around. And I was like whoa, what? And, you know, there was a little sign there that said, for the protection of our employees, we've erected this, you know, uh, plastic uh, screen to help keep them safe. And, you know. We have it in the grocery store now. They did that in the grocery store. Like, bulletproof. I feel like, you know, like, what? From all the stupid people buying guns. <laughs> that don't know how to use them. Right. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say stupid people. But all the people that don't know how to shoot guns. Getting guns. <laughs> yeah. And that really just stood out because, you know, we're not used to that. Right. And and to know why it's up. I mean, I don't even have to ask what it was for. I just knew. And I was like, whoa, you know, this is like mm-hmm. the next step. Okay, fine. I understand. And and like you said, seeing that at the grocery store and you know, they're not doing, actually, I saw that at a McDonald's, you know, and I've avoided yeah. doing fast food. Yeah, I've avoided doing fast food because, again, I'm trying to get in better shape. And I went through the drive through and they had the top half of the window where you normally get your food at. The top half of that window was blocked off with uh, plastic, like a plastic window. And I was like, wow, okay. Wow. And I didn't even think about that. Um, but you know, if it's going to help keep them safe, then Hey, great. Exactly. You know, <laughs> Yeah, but it just mm-hmm. tends to be a little jarring when you, you, you're seeing these new things in place like, Whoa, okay. All right. And you know, it's crazy. Cause automatically, you know what it is. I don't, you know, I don't even have to ask. It's just like, okay, COVID-19, I get it. Right. Wow. Uh, well I have that I, Never would have guessed that I would have to wear a mask to go get a cup of coffee. And also that Starbucks would not be open. Like the, there's a few stores, like if they have a drive through they're open. And if they're yeah. inside a grocery store, they're open. But like just a regular Starbucks, if there's no drive through it's not open. I was kind of like, really? wow, I was surprised. Yes. Because, yeah. Uh, Actually, even like the one in Beverly Hills. So I was going to go pick up my food that the hotel was giving me a little early. So I was like, well, I'll just go get a cup of coffee at Starbucks, you know. (laughs) And then I look over, I'm like, it's closed in Beverly Hills? (laughs) Of all places? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then that's weird because there are some restaurants 
that will allow yes. you to come in, order, and then stand outside yeah. while they prepare the order, and then you right. take it. So I was right. a little surprised myself about that. And then uh, on one of my excursions to get out of the house up to Malibu, I drove up to Malibu. Um, there's a little like coffee mart place. And, um, you know, like you have to wear a cover now to go inside. And so I'm getting my coffee and this lady was like, just, just stared me down evilly, you know? And I was like, I'm sorry. And it was a customer, another customer. And I guess, okay, you know, like she was, she kind of like went to go get some napkins and I went over, like, we were still like, I guess maybe. I try my best to keep six feet away, but I mean, it's a little difficult sometimes. And I just grabbed like a stir and she gave me the dirtiest look. And I'm like, is it a coffee stir? And then I had, there was, this is another. So the day that, um, there was another day I went grocery shopping in the Palisades and there was a couple carts kind of like, I guess more of like, it made it look like an obstacle course. And this woman <laughs> just like bulldozed and pushed all the carts out of the way. Like she straight up hit like every single one of them. And just like, everyone was like, are you serious lady? Like if you would have waited two seconds, it's really causing people to act really crazy inside. Yeah. It's very aggressive. Yes. Just blows my mind. Oh, and then I guess like for me, you know, it's been kind of nice since I'm not working. I never would have imagined that I get to be out like I I will go outside for a walk. And I've been yeah. there's been a few days where I've done a sunrise and a sunset walk and like quite like a couple days in a row. And that's never happened to me before, just because I always worked, you know. And um, All right. I'm actually taking this time, you know, like that's I was on vacation, and then I feel like I've just been on an extended version of vacation, <laughs> and it's been nice right. because I mean, never in my life would I have guessed I would be able to just, you know, like not work for so long. Without having, you know, like without an injury of some sort or like <laughs> without being a low life, you know. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Never thought that would ever happen, you know, like, and I'm not a housewife yet. So <laughs> I have to, you know what? I've always been a person that can take a situation and make the best out of it because it's like, are you a, a negative person or are you a positive person and being a negative person? I mean, I don't get me wrong. I can be angry. You know, like I have my crazy days. I have my down low days and everything. I'm yeah. a person, but yeah. that's never got me anywhere. And I would prefer to be happy. And I, I like to laugh that to me, I feel raises my vibration, my mindset and I'd rather go through the day that way than not, yeah. you know? So I've had to look at it that way. I mean, I've gone probably a little 
crazy. I'm sure my neighbors, like I'm singing to my cats a little bit more and talking in weird voices to my cats a little bit more. You know, well, that's the thing. The neighbors are home now so they can hear me. (laughs) They're like, the crazy cat lady. (laughs) Really crazy in there with her. Um, Something that I never would have guessed when this, this started, and I didn't is that I would be an essential worker. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, the first thing when they mentioned that term, because they did mention essential businesses, essential workers, um, the first thing was kind of creepy. It made me flashback to the movie Schindler's List. Right. Um, because there's a scene in there where they're sorting out, you know, who's an essential worker versus the intellectuals to unfortunately exterminate the intellectuals. And it was a little dark, but that was the first thing I thought of when it said essential worker. But then to me, essential worker, you know, was the doctors and nurses and ambulance and staff. So in my mind, like everything was going to shut down except grocery stores. Um, So it's been surprising to see the list um, and also experience uh, personally what I consider an essential service. Um, you know, I, I think some things medically essential, definitely hospitals and the first responders. Um, but, you know, I haven't had a care cut since the end of February. Wow. Right, and, right. You know, as a termite inspector, I, I have to go under the home. And so I've got a like sort of a hard hat. Right. And that's getting uncomfortable and falling off. Um, same when I go in an attic. Right. So from a practical point, yeah, I'm like, you know, my barbershop's closed, um, which is kind of weird because I thought I read that grooming places like that would still be allowed. But how do they keep the six feet physical distance and cut your hair? Well, that's what was when this first went down, like that's what people were massage therapists were saying. They're like, how am I supposed to stand six feet away when I'm touching their entire body and right. in their face? So right. that's kind of why that she got shut down pretty quickly, but it was, yeah. I mean, yeah. and I've seen the people are protesting. They want their hair cut. Yeah. And then I just think too, like I just had this image because I have like this crazy long red hair and it's thick, curly, fluffy. And I hadn't had my hair cut in like four years. And I was hiking. <laughs> and to me, I have to make sure I have my hair up because it's a bug trap. <laughs> and that's when you, as you're like talking about your hair, I'm like, it's a bug trap, you know? <laughs> well, see, the problem though is when I am under home, because sometimes like 50, 50, sometimes when you go under there, it's, it's cobweb free. And sometimes it's like a horror movie down there. Cobwebs everywhere. Oh. And so I'm not so much freaked out about spiders getting on me. Cause I know for the most part, you know, being in the pest business, you understand you're fine, but no matter what, knowing that it's, it still bothers me, you know, if you're down there and all of a sudden the cobweb brushes against your ear, you know, it's, you're down there and you, you don't, you know, it's just that feeling. It's just that natural reflex where you like flinch and you <laughs> get it off, get it off, <laughs> you're like get it off. And now it's my hair doing that because oh, it's, funny. you know, it's growing on the sides. Yeah. It's like rubbing against my like ear. The cobweb was and... in my hair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's exactly right. And, and that's, and that's how I really first realized and thought about my barber, how I really was like, oh, man, it's kind of it's getting to the point where I'm going to have to take scissors just at least over the ear. So wait a minute. I thought, so that, wait, just to jump in. I thought the sales. Yeah. Remember that vacuum cleaner haircut thing? I thought we saw <laughs> that actually had come back to the market and sales <laughs> had gone up. I swear. I think I saw an article. <laughs> I could I could see that. I think it was at the time it was something like that was called like the Flovey yes. or something. Yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> well, they they would have a customer in me because again, I'm okay with shaggy hair. I get it. I understand. It's for my protection and my barber. Hey, no problem. I I can hold out, but only because again, I'm having to do the job. It's <laughs> It's like some, I need to do something. So, yeah. So again, seeing who is an essential worker and who isn't has been really eye-opening, you know, because gardeners were allowed to continue. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, okay, I can kind of get that fine. You know, they don't really interact with someone as long as they keep, you know, they don't interact with their clients. Okay, fine. Um, But golf courses are opening up this weekend. That's my neighbor was very excited because, uh, he, he was able to go golfing this weekend, and so he's like just ecstatic about it. And I thought, oh wow, that's yeah. and then I'm excited. Yes. I'm a hiker, so I was like, wow, um, now I can go hiking again because when they first got shut down, I will say I did sneak on, I snuck on a trail, and we my friend and i we both went but then we did have to turn mm. around because there was a forest ranger <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm like well we should have just kept going i don't know but um because at one point i guess there was the caution tape and then the next time we went it was gone we're like oh yeah. we're gonna try and so we did but then the ranger was on there but he he was busy um digging uh little uh, trenches so that the water like when it would rain the water would flow yeah i don't know that's i mean i'm just in the grocery store and i'm like this is ridiculous this is kind of funny too like i find myself smiling at people and i'm like no one can see me smiling (laughs) (laughs) right right and like the security guard at the grocery store i'm like I'm smiling, but you can't see. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, now I feel right. really You're weird because exactly. he's probably like, why are her eyes looking really strange? <laughs> yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're exactly right. That's and and I have kind of thought about that that you really don't have a good idea of what someone looks like now because you know, especially me, when I go on a job, I've got my cloth face mask and I've got my baseball cap. So really, it's like only the, the bridge of my nose and my mm-hmm. eyes that you see, my ears. And, you know, that kind of stood out, too, because I had done this inspection and it was a long one. And it was one of those days where it was hot. So I'm sweating. So, you know, I'm out of the home. So I start taking everything off, you know, the, the, the coveralls and the hat and the face mask i figure okay I'm, I'm away from the customer i'm in my truck bed yeah let me breathe and so i'm doing that and i'm cleaning up and all of a sudden i hear the the customer the lady say 
hey, oh, now wow, I know what you look really like. Funny. That is really funny. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, yes, yes. So what is the facial recognition, like the government crime, the CGTV? Like, I'm sure they're having like day with it how you know they're like all that work just out the door because now you can't see anyone's face and unfortunately because i have to wear my cloth face mask again in the office and when i'm out with customers um well not unfortunately i mean it, it's part of the safety guidelines but unfortunately you know really i can't wear the cloth face mask if i'm doing an inspection really more than one day because mm-hmm. i get sweaty i'm under a cross space and, you know, it should be dry down there. So the dust, you know, a mm. thin layer of, of dirt will get on me. So now my face mask, yeah, it can get sweaty and it's got some dirt Mm-mm. on it. And that's not very presentable. So it's like underwear. You're going to have to know, have I, like I, one for every day make... now. Your Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. I didn't think of it as underwear, but that's a great way to put it. <laughs> And and that's exactly right. I've had to make an investment in cloth face masks. I bought them at, on Etsy, mm-hmm. and I was I was looking mm-hmm. for local people, at least in California, um, number one, so I can get them faster. Um, and again, to support these people that are now doing this. And um, you're you're exactly right. I need one for each day of the week, um, uh. especially as we get into the summer months and. We're going to come upon, yes, we're going to come upon the termites that do tend to come out of people's homes. We're going to get swamped with calls. And yeah, definitely wow. it's going to be at least one a day that <laughs> I'm going to need to have. So just like that's underwear. a great way to put it, just like underwear. <laughs> I have one more. I never thought I'd be afraid to cough without someone thinking I have a COVID. And even myself, like every time I get like a little bit of a tickle, because it also allergy season was pretty bad for me this year. So I'm like, oh my God, is it? Is it? Well, Sonia, I I think think it went pretty well for episode number one. (laughs) I think it went very well. Right. And smooth after that, pretty much. So. So anything you want to say to our potential Stay tuned. Uh, Who knows what we're going to be talking about next. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Love stay it. Stay tuned and stay positive. <laughs> Not COVID positive, just positive outlook. So just clear that up there, yes. Bye. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.